Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everybody. Cheryl Ackeson here. Welcome to another edition of Full Measure After Hours. Today, The Unseen Crisis, a documentary about documented COVID vaccine injuries censored by much of the press, ignored by the government pharmaceutical complex, but very much an issue. I hope you'll circulate this podcast if you find it interesting or enlightening because this kind of material is still systematically being censored on the internet. I guess you could say that's pretty much the theme of the documentary, The Unseen Crisis, the censorship of one of the most important stories of our time and how those who tried to expose it were systematically controversialized and smeared. And it's still going on. In a neutral and unmanipulated media environment, the flood of injuries that immediately started coming in after COVID vaccines would have made international headlines on a daily basis. In fact, if it had been given headline status, there's little doubt a lot of people might have been helped. Lives could have been saved. Most surprising of all, according to this documentary, and people with firsthand knowledge, the government knew quite early some of what was happening in the vaccine injured and even how to help them. And they were helping a select few at a hospital, but they didn't publicize it or admit it or educate general doctors or help others, meaning that even today, if experts I trust who have proven accurate and correct in the past, if they're correct, Millions are suffering from COVID and COVID vaccine after effects, some chronic, some more subtle, some immediately life-altering and life-threatening. Millions are suffering, but their doctors don't know how to recognize it, how to diagnose it, how to effectively treat it. Here's Cindy Drew Care, filmmaker for The Unseen Crisis. What's behind the title, The Unseen Crisis? There are a lot of things that are unseen about this crisis. So the unseen crisis is about people who stood up and got their shot, got their COVID-19 vaccine, and what happened to them, and what happened actually to the people who try to help them. So what's unseen is, you know, there there are certain um, there are certain adverse events that are now recognized, like myocarditis, some blood clotting, Guillain-Barré syndrome, and anaphylaxis and instant allergic reaction. But according to Dr. Paul Merrick, one of the doctors in the film, he says 80% of the bad reactions people have, the adverse reactions, are actually neurological. So this is not recognized still by the FDA, CDC, NIH, even though they know about it, which we can talk about. So the people who suffer these adverse reactions are unseen because they're not officially recognized. And when they try to go get medical help, they don't know to look for it. And they often get diagnosed with being crazy because, uh, you know, emergency room doctors do all the expected tests. And we can talk more about that. But 
they're unseen because nobody kind of wants to see them, or at least the people, you know, official, um, the government health agencies, the pharma companies, even doctors don't want to see them. But the doctors who are trying to help them too are also censored and vilified and, you know, shut out of their profession. How did you first learn there was this population of what you're calling the unseen? Well, you know, soon after the vaccine rollout, there started to be stories emerging, you know, on Twitter, people posting their own stories or here and there of people who were having a bad reaction to the vaccine. And you would think with this being rolled out to the general population en masse, we're all told to get it. Everyone was, you know, encouraged and pressured to get it that this would be a normal news story. This should be a human interest story. So it didn't strike me as something that would be shocking or controversial to cover. This is just in the course of events, what's going on with the, with, you know, the pandemic, the vaccine, it should be normal news. So I started to see these stories and I, I had a show, um, The Nation Speaks on NTD television. So I interviewed several people and hearing their stories. And, you know, the one side of it was these, you know, terrible reactions they were having, altering their lives. But the other side of it is what what happened when they tried to share about it, even just posting on Twitter, hey, this is happening or whatever social media to try to find are there other people who are having the same thing? Uh, What do you know about it? Getting censored, getting called, you know, misinformationists. Did you get to the bottom of or even try to get to the bottom of, was there an organized effort to make sure when people spoke of this that they got controversialized or censored? I didn't specifically go into that in the film and my research, but we know from the Twitter files that have emerged that there was a definite concerted effort to silence anything that would create, you know, the vaccine hesitancy or anything, you know, negative about the vaccines. And certainly based on their experiences, it was so consistent um, that to them, like, it could only have been, you know, sort of an organized effort. Why would all the social media platforms silence our stories? Why would Facebook, when we have a group, a support group, and they're just talking about their own personal stories and trying to get, you know, best practices, share advice, learn more about it, you know, tens of thousands of people get shut down by Facebook. Why? You said the FDA and maybe others are well aware of these adverse events that maybe are not officially recognized. How do we know this? And what are your comments on that? Yeah. So, in the film, one of the people I speak with is uh, Brienne Dressen, and she was in the AstraZeneca trials. And very quickly after she got her vaccine, she started to have a bad reaction. So again, it was one of these neurological reactions. So it manifested as electricity, like shooting pains through her body, cold sweats, you know, hot spells. Um, she was uh, tinnitus, the screaming in your ears, you know, heart issues paralysis in places. These are the common symptoms of the neurological reactions. And so she reached out to uh, to the to AstraZeneca, to the NIH. Finally, she, she got to have a dialogue with the NIH and her condition was so bad. She was sure she was dying. Nobody in an emergency room, nobody could help her. Nobody could diagnose it, but it was clearly happened right after the vaccine. And so finally, she was flown out for a small study group. I think there were just 23 people. She was flown out by the NIH to their facilities and studied very closely. She's like, she says in the film, they did all of the top of the line tests. They, she said, they know everything about this. 
They know about the microclotting. They know about the neurological issues. They know all, they have it all documented. She's like, they studied it and they treated her and they reversed the trajectory of her illness and she got better, a lot better, almost completely better. And this was very early on. And she said they were already getting, she, and it's in the film. So, it, so that happened to her. She had also been talking with um, Peter Marks who's head of biologics for the FDA, and they had seven or eight Zoom calls with her and other vaccine injured and him and some other people from the FDA telling them everything that they were going through, just trying to get some help and recognition. And their whole point is, if you just say, hey, maybe this is something that happens, you don't even have to say officially, but heads up, you might see this in your emergency rooms. Here's the test to do. You know, Here's how you may treat it then people could get help. But because none of that was officially coming down, people are showing up at the emergency room or the doctor with stroke and other symptoms and not being asked if they've had COVID recently or been vaccinated. It's almost being ignored. It is being ignored. I mean, that's part of the unseenness because doctors also see what happens to people, other doctors that talk about it and make the connections because the doctors in the film and other doctors have been had their licenses threatened or taken away. They've lost jobs. They're, you know, ostracized from the medical community just by talking about it, saying it exists. So the problem is these people go to the hospital and because they don't know what to look for and they do the tests that seem normal to them and they show up with nothing because they're not doing the right tests, then these people get told they're crazy and they get, you know, a psychosis diagnosis. Let's talk about that a little bit because I recently spoke to parents of two different children who got ill right after vaccination um, paralyzed and so on, who both were sent to psychiatric facilities or for psychiatric care when either the doctors couldn't identify what was wrong with them or didn't spend the time to identify what could be wrong with them. So I, it sounds like that's a repeat theme that patients are being told. Yeah, that, that that's a very consistent pattern for these patients. Because like I said, the 80% is neurological of the reactions. So if you have myocarditis or something, then they may not attribute it to the vaccine, but it's certainly a lot easier to diagnose. But when they come in with this strange constellation of symptoms and the doctors aren't informed and they don't know what to look for, what tests to do, then the only conclusion they come to is, you know, you're crazy. And the problem is once that gets in your record, the next emergency room you go to, they call up your record and like, oh, this is a crazy person. And that's how they treat them. And I heard the story so many times. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch. Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. 
What are you what are you hoping to accomplish with the film? I think there's several audiences or several things that it would be great if it could accomplish. One is, you know, the people out there who have heard about it, aren't sure it's really a big problem or think it's overstated or maybe it is propaganda by anti-vaxxers or something like that, which is ridiculous because everyone who suffered actually got the vaccine. So that that, that criticism was a non-starter anyway. But once you hear people's personal stories and go with them to their homes and you see how this has upended their entire lives and how, you know, there's nothing small about this impact. I think that can really, you know, touch and move people. I've had people, I had one incredibly touching comment written in the the comment section about someone who's, she's been suffering from this for over a year, maybe even longer. I can't remember exactly. And she's been told she was crazy. She didn't even know that there were other people suffering out there like that. And it's her and two of her grown children both have, uh, you know, the two of them as well had a bad reaction and they're all like suffering. She's incapacitated. And one of the things I learned, actually, because I asked, this actually didn't make it into the film, but Dr. Pierre Corey, he says, I asked him, what are there some things that make you more susceptible to, you know, being vaccine injured? So the number one thing seems to be associated with the actual batch of the vaccine. So we don't know, was it contaminated problem in manufacturing? Was it how it was injected is also an issue. Did it, you know, get into the bloodstream instead of reaching the muscle? Maybe that caused it. There's that. But one of the other factors is actually seems to be some genetic element to it. So that would make sense why there's a family cluster. And that's been, you know, there's been a bit of a pattern of that. And there's some underlying conditions that have also, you know, there seems to be some pattern. And for some reason, for the neurological ones, it's a lot more women, sort of middle-aged, younger middle-aged women who are affected by that. So, a community of people who, you know, can really, I'd like to reach with the film, people who don't even know they're vaccine injured and in particular don't know that there's a community of help out there because there's people who can, you know, they, they've learned a lot about it. They pulled, they, they know a lot more than anyone else, the, the community of vaccine injured. So they have, uh, they can direct them to doctors who are actually willing to treat it and know how to treat it. Um, some other lifestyle things you can do and just support groups because people are sitting there suffering. Their lives are upended and they're told they're crazy and they have no hope. And what do you think is the bigger message here based on the things that you learned in making the film? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think we learned a lot through this whole COVID <laughs> um, experience. One of them is... Hopefully, as one of the people in the film says, you know, I hope people just will ask more questions and not just accept everything they're told. For a lot of people, it was common sense. When the vaccines first came out, it was obviously a much shorter than normal testing period. You know, it was months, not 10 years. Obviously, there was no long term tests. We, you know, couldn't say what the impact would be. Obviously, we don't know how it's going to impact pregnant women, (laughs) unborn babies, like All of those things were obvious. Oh, and, you know, any medicine you have in your medicine cabinet has warnings on it, right? And there's some people who shouldn't take it. Even penicillin, miracle drug. I was speaking to doing an interview the other other day in the radio announcer. He's like, yeah, I'm allergic to penicillin, right? So there isn't a drug out there that is perfect for everyone. And yet, for some reason, for this one, we were told it was, you know, one size fits all. Everyone needs to take it. So there are a lot of common sense things that some people, you know, were 
questioning from the beginning. Others were not. But I think it's that kind of discourse just has to be allowed. And I think we should be suspicious anytime we see this instant shutdown of any questioning, of any dissenting voices, of any other medical opinions. Hopefully we've sort of learned that lesson. You can watch my interview with Cindy Drew Care Sunday on Full Measure, my TV program, December 17th. You can get a list of stations and times by going to CherylAckison.com and click on the Full Measure tab. You can find out how to watch. Or you could always just go online Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time to fullmeasure.news. Actually, that feed starts about 9.32 Eastern Standard Time at fullmeasure.news or watch replays there at fullmeasure.news anytime. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that if you did, you will share it, leave us a good review and check out my other podcast, the Cheryl Ackeson Podcast. With Christmas just around the corner, I have a great way that you can support independent journalism and independent reporting and also find some great gifts and stocking stuffers for independent thinkers you know. Go to CherylAckeson.com and click the store tab for great products with cool original slogans like, do your own research, make up your own mind, think for yourself. Mm -hmm.